back again. Hey, box Friday. Yeah, what's good, y'all? is here, man. What's going on, fellas? What's yeah. been happening? Good, man. It. Great. We made it. Yes, as Danny say. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hey, yeah. Man. I'm thankful, man. I ain't get caught up in no storm surge, man. 30 foot. 70 foot. Man, come foot, on. Bro, that is Prayers. no joke. Prayers out man. there, too, down there in Lake Charles. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is no man. joke. Mm. Man, we got, a, we got a great show ahead of you. Yes, we, we do. Got, we got yes. the man himself in here tonight. Deacon Authority. Deacon Authority. Uh, get, your, get your pad and your pencils, uh, your pad and your pens and pencils, whatever you write with. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great show, man. He's going to drop some jewels. Yes, and, he uh, is. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be right back. Fundamentals and build blocks. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot. And I got questions and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box. All oh, right. yeah. Hey, Danny, man, one day we're going to get that instrumental, man. But, you man, know. We, I need that on like oh, a 10-minute like loop. Exactly. I just want to just ride like out good. to it. That's, that's like mean. good. Radiant, good job. What's that's up, like, Radiant? Hey, we, buddy. We, yes. we, we shout out to Radiant, man. You, That's Radiant, yeah. man. You're here on the vocals, man. Uh, uh, we got a we got a new joint, man. We actually gonna be releasing here in a minute, man. Glad to have uh -huh. you on the show, bro. As always, man. Yeah, well, man, well, send us that joint right there, though, man. That instrumental. <laughs> yeah, we a, need that. I mean, we, hey, we, hey, we, hey, we, 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 <laughs> we waiting on that, like we waiting on that man, that man invite. Oh, oh yeah, you know what? yeah, you know that yeah. We're not gonna, we not gonna show out in front of company, and I run. Yeah. Now here, here we go, right here, bro. Yeah, I know. Mim Thursday night going down every Thursday night at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about the industry, giving some tips, bringing some guests on, industry professionals that you want to be in in the place Thursday night. All right, as well as critical dialogue, man. I'll tell you every Tuesday night with yours truly and Andrew Crawley. Talking about issues that and with it through a biblical perspective, and we get real. I'll tell you. So join us 8:30 p.m. every Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. And don't forget me and Pastor Ricky, man. We own on uh Sundays at 8 p.m. We talk about life. Life, uh, a lot of times, man, it's, it's hard to get through life. Sometimes you need some people, man, to encourage you. It's very, very hard to do on your own sometimes. So we talk about a lot of different things. And I always talk about the show that we kind of closely related to critical dialogue. Critical dialogue mainly is in the church dialogue, but it, it, you know, uh, uh just life, we kind of in and we talk about stuff on the outside as well. Great and show. also, if you guys haven't uh you know, don't know yet, we are on Roku. Yeah, Amazon Fire Stick, M I M. God be uh, praised. If you if you do go ahead, man, and check us out, man. L rate us, man. If you like the shows, man, all our shows, man, go there. We got some great things coming for you as well. And also, you're able to see this picture as well from in the box, man, to let you know you're in the right place. You go to the channel store on Roku and just type in in the box or music industry makeover. Uh, mm -hmm. Or and and then on Amazon, you can actually go to Amazon.com, go to the marketplace, and it actually send it right to your Fire Stick. Wow. You type it in. Or you can actually go to your search function, type in music industry makeover or in the box, a gray box up here, the apps and get labeled apps and games. You click in it and then you'll see music industry makeover in the box, whichever you type in. So, and let's not forget, man. Yeah, man. Are you man players? Yes. Come on hey. out. <laughs> Re registration going to be $5. We actually opened the registration September the 1st. Uh -oh. So both two platforms, Xbox and 
PlayStation. Yeah. So, 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 so we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be releasing more information. Get you get yourself ready, and then let's not forget our sister Dice yeah, Gamble. Dice Gamble, CHH University. CHH University. Yes. Oh yeah, man, she's doing big things. If you want to, you know, uh, learn music, man. You know, definitely, man. It's a it's an opportunity, man, for you to get involved, man. She's been putting it together, so it's been great. Most and definitely. let's not forget, it's time for Deacon. I'm sorry, D. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll oh, meet your mic. Yeah, I'll meet your mic. <laughs> and so, and and then, so, so, Danny, what's up, D? Glad to have you, bro. D. Hey, glad to be here. Can you hear me? You got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah got you here. You good. Now, Danny going to go over some news for us, man, that we're going to jump right on in, brother. On well, you, Danny. Uh, cool, cool, cool. So um, earlier this year, Travis Scott um, had a concert, a virtual concert that he did on the gaming app Fortnite that mm. was viewed by 24 million people. And following him, uh, artists like Marshmallow, and others have also gone into this virtual uh, reality concert thing. Um, just yesterday, Napster. You want to remember Napster, right? I forgot I that name. Napster. Yeah, <laughs> Napster, who's been, they've been doing streaming, just like Spotify, just like Apple Music. Napster was acquired by a English virtual reality company called Melody VR. And, hmm. and Melody VR has staged virtual virtual reality concerts for Post Malone, John Legend, and Khaled. <clears throat> and so mm -hmm. today, Jay-Z uh, and Tidal just invested $7 million in a company called Sesorium, and they are moving into virtual reality concerts. Now, <laughs> I talked about this. Man. I talked about this just as uh, a lot of not Live Nation venues have decided that they're going to put on their red lights on September 1st as a mm -hmm. sign of protest that they're ready to start doing concerts again, you know, mm -hmm. that they're losing so much money. Right. So the question that I put out to you is, is this where we're headed? We're headed to, you know, you want to go to a concert, you don't even have to get dressed anymore. You just put on your headgear and you're there. Come on. And it's cheaper too. Come on. It's, it's convenient, less violent. But you know, it's 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 something about having that experience, being in an arena, mm -hmm. and the 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 just the, the energy, you know what I mean? It, I think the artists have to put on a hard, it's harder to put on a show in a virtual realm mm -hmm. than it is, you know. When you in, in the stage with 30, 20, 30,000 people and it's roaring, it pumps you up as an artist. What about that, D? Because I know you, 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 you do it. Yeah, I think um, I agree with you. I think the the live experience, and then like when everybody touching the green in one space, you know what I'm saying? That's just gonna bring the the spirit forth, like in the gospel sense. So. Well, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I remember, and and I'm pretty sure all of y'all have concert memories. I remember the most powerful concert I've ever attended to, to date was watching Prince in 2004 in Raleigh, North Carolina. 19,000 people sold out. And this dude was on stage with an acoustic guitar going through all of his hits. No mm -hmm. stage lights, no pyrotechnics, no nothing. Just mm -hmm. him and a guitar. Most powerful thing I've ever seen in my life. And now we're trying to translate that into virtual reality. 
But so, again, it comes down to economics. If the dollars make sense virtually, it's like, why would I want to go back to traditional concerts? You know what I'm saying? Right. And when you think about it, man, you think about it, what would be really awesome? And I know the technology is there, but I think it's not as widespread. Is when you look at you look at the knock the uh, Oculus. So the um, um, what's the, the the what's the man real time real life? Yeah, uh, Oculus mm -hmm. VR. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Virtual, virtual, virtual reality. reality. Right, and you start right. to look at a concert with virtual reality. You know, I think eventually, man, that's we're gonna go there. That yeah, that'll provide a better that'll provide a better virtual experience as well because you can be right there, maybe up close. Everybody can get up up, up close, up up close, up instead close of you having to pay eight hundred dollars for up for a front row seat. I don't know, man. What you think about that? I, you know, I'm I'm I'm. Just like you know, most of y'all, I'm I'm a, a technology junkie, but just like most of y'all, I'm also I miss record stores. I miss walking in a record store. I miss hey, the yeah. aesthetic. It, I know you it know, ain't never coming back. Though. You know, and it ain't <laughs> never coming back. A great pastime, man. But the but the but the the concern for me is if we get into a situation where virtual reality becomes the norm, and you know. What are record companies and artists going to really spend their money on? You know, are they going to invest in live? Look, if you do a virtual reality uh, concert, you cutting out hundreds of thousands of expenses exactly. right out the gate. Exactly. You right. know, your overhead gets cut by a whole lot. Seventy-five percent. You know much. what I mean? You know, we're talking about the parking attendants. You're talking about. You insurance. know, food, you, insurance. insurance. You're talking about, yeah, man. You're talking about equipment. You're talking equipment. about uh, security. The venue itself. I mean, but yeah, we, we. I, I don't know. It just kind of feels like we would lose that aesthetic. So, you, you know, when you when you think about, because I didn't think about the insurance piece, because I, mm -hmm. I, I, that was, I was totally not oblivious, but it just wasn't on my mind. Like, man, a lot of a lot of artists are getting robbed with the insurance piece because. Mm -hmm. You know, hip hop concerts tend you have to spend more, you know, to to for, to have that venue because yep. it's hip hop, right? And I don't even think that's fair because every every artist don't have violence at their concerts, but I Correct. think there's another way. Go ahead, Will. go ahead, then. I'm gonna push back. I'm gonna push back a little bit because I don't know if you've ever been. I used to live at back in the day. It was called Blockbuster Pavilion in Charlotte. Okay. I, I know what goes on at a Ken, Kenny Chesney concert. I know what goes on at a Travis Trick concert. Okay. It just don't get publicized. Right. You got Correct. a bunch of drunk. Correct. You Correct. got a bunch of drunk, <laughs> beer drunk, beer drunk <laughs> truck, truck driving country fans. <laughs> and, and once they get a little bit of that joy juice in them, uh, yeah, you're going to have to call the cops. Joy juice, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Travis Scott put on the concert in Fortnite, but the difference is Fortnite is free for anyone for Oculus to become the norm. Prices are gonna have to drop dramatically, not saying it won't happen. I mean, in the minute, because you gotta think, man, stuff is expensive when it's not popular, right? Right. And as everybody wanna have access to the Oculus, Oculus Quest, because you're gonna have competitors gonna create and it's gonna it's gonna create, man. Uh, just a you know a, a platform for everybody to get involved. What you think about that, Deep? Talk on it, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Um, 
I still like. I still think like the the live show ain't going nowhere. I think that they're gonna utilize both, you know, with social distancing and stuff. But if stuff opens up, like I don't think this is going away for a while. So if stuff opens up, I really do think that um live is still going. It, it's nothing like live, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's yeah. just me. I don't know. Hey man, that all our opinions valid, man. I know, right. I know. Live Nation want them want to be live, so you get that, <laughs> they get that back. Hey, right. They want push for it to be live. Right, right, right. They, right. They, they want that bag for real. Was that the only one you had then? You had nah, two I got one. Yeah, I got another one. Um, okay, what's and, that? And, and this one is, you know, we talk about streaming all the time, all but the they time, just yeah. released a, a stat. They call it the stat of the week. Uh, the population of the United States is roughly around 328 million people. A third of those people are using streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and a third, that, that's a hundred and some odd million people mm-hmm. are, li- are uh, have streaming accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, that uh, translated into, what is this figure? $6.93 billion last year. And that wow. and that that number that number is predicted to either double or close to triple, triple now that we are in a social distancing COVID environment. Uh, mm. How I, I want to ask Deacon, how how do you feel about streaming, and and, and especially in, during a time when you, when you're not able to to perform and and you know get out there with the people. Streaming doesn't pay anything. I'm just gonna be real. Like it, it's not even really. It's not even worth it. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. when you see artists sell a million, get a million streams, and they only get like three, four thousand or something like that off a stream. It's a, something. It's really ridiculous, like that. Mm-hmm. That to me, it's cool, so they can access it and stuff, but. You know, the live stuff can be cool. Maybe you do some cash app donations or something or, like, have a way that they can pay to get on the stream and stuff like that. Yeah, but streaming is, like, <laughs> the audience. Now, the thing is, you, if you think about it, if you can leverage your streaming, so let's take what you just said. If you, you get a million streams, it's three 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 thousand dollars or so that you get. But if you got 10 sons to do that, that kind of add up, but but you know I was listening to Master P, but what he was saying was how many independent artists though gonna get a million streams? Yeah, right. So yeah. that that number that you have to hit, you know, I still think that we need to have. You know, I'm not a, a big political person, right? right? So I'm not really into politics, but I do feel as though we need to. Some people need to lobby yeah. to get the streaming rates changed. Because you know the artists, art artists are getting robbed. Producers are getting robbed. Raw, raw. You know, and and they're making money, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and I think Danny shared enough because Danny is our research king. He's our news guy, <laughs> so you know he always does news on here. And okay, but, okay. But but the last show that we was on, Danny talked about. Uh, I can't remember exactly, man. What you shared was it was the fact that the companies were making so much money, still making money on streaming. They're buying meme companies, just like Napster has already been defunct. No, that was the mm-hmm. only thing they're probably buying are the servers, you know, 
the their 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 data <laughs> for Napster to be able to market to people because all those people that had Napster they got names and addresses. So yeah. I, so I so but go ahead, Danny man, that's your forte, bro. Uh, you know, I, I, there's legislation right now to to get the the royalty rate for streaming, you know, um, put up um, and to increase. That's being fought, and you know, Spotify is paying millions and millions of dollars to attorneys to not pay uh, more than a third of a of a penny per stream. Um, it is crazy. Um, yeah. I, I saw an article where the CFO, the chief financial officer of Spotify, said we as a company could be profitable if we wanted to. And I was like, huh, what does that mean? Because Spotify c- claims that they're losing money every year. And yeah. his, <laughs> <laughs> right. his, his assertion was that if we didn't spend so much time on uh, uh, promoting uh, our name and now that, you know, it's 80 some million people with smartphones and, you know, Spotify is going to be on a lot of them. We don't have to spend that much money on promotion. I, you know, I streaming is kind of one of those necessary evils these days, especially if you can't. Tour. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, it's, 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 and, and, but you also have to look at it as setting yourself up for the future. Streaming is streaming royalties are not going to pay your light bill, but it's going to put you in a position where when we are touring again, you're going to have a lot of name recognition. And people that's going to be wanting to come see anybody perform. So that's how so, I feel about it. So it adds to your brand, then basically right. what you're saying, you right. know what I'm saying? Which, 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 which is always what we've been preaching. Again, build your brand, which is mm-hmm. in turn you build your fan base. So don't mm-hmm. always put your eggs all in one basket with just music. So yeah. So I, I think the fact that you know where your stream is going to come into play is we always say if you build your fan base, mm-hmm. if you build your fan base, your streaming royalties are going to become that much more valuable as you begin to increase your fan base correct you know because if you got a fifty thousand person fan base and they turn around and just want to show you love and they instead of going to an indian stream farm and they chaining three thousand phones together your fifty thousand <laughs> fans may stream your song man a hundred times a piece and that's going to create you you know because that's because yeah. I mean, I have songs, man. I listen to it on riding. If I'm in that, I'm in that, I'm in that mood. I I hit a I hit a song on replay 20, 20 times mm-hmm. while I'm riding because I'm just in that mode and I want to hear that. I, I just want to hear them bars over again, and I may hear it twenty times myself. Right, you know what I mean. So yeah. when you you imagine when you have because that's the key. The key is building your fan base. But well, but go ahead, D. What you want to say, something, brother? No, I think and too like. To me, YouTube is more beneficial than streaming. And my, from what I've been experiencing, I don't know about, you know. So streaming is cool, but, if, like, you got to think about a lot of the older audiences. They, they'll do YouTube before they stream because they be like, I don't want all this messed up on my phone. So it's like, I guess it depends on your audience and, right. um, and your brand. So it's different. I think it's different from everyone. You know, but the problem that comes in with YouTube, if y'all don't know, YouTube keep changing that changing the arg- algorithm, and it, that, yeah. they're not a viable platform. If you're yeah. a content creator, you 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 better go on the Vimeo. 
You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah. And and because YouTube, they're gonna keep changing the algorithm so you can't make no money. But go ahead, Dan. We're just gonna say something, bro. No, no, I was just gonna lead to my my third point, but that's actually very good and very true. Um, YouTube good, always man. changes good, the man. rules. Oh, go ahead. You want to read that? Yeah, I heard something really good lately. I don't know where I heard it. This is coming from Demetrius. But they said artists should think of their songs like business cards. That's right. Yeah. Very good. They are digital right now in this in this day and age. They are digi digital yeah. business cards, especially if if people hit Shazam. You know, oh, all yeah. you got to do yeah. now is you know point your smartphone, hit Shazam, and right. track it. Now you got to if if you've done your song right. But that's a right. whole nother separate that's topic. We need to do a whole nother show on that. <laughs> yeah, but the last thing is now we're talking about streaming. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to bring up uh, Aaliyah's estate. Uh, Aaliyah, as you know, R&B singer, tragically passed away in 2001. Um, her estate has purposely kept her entire catalog off of all streaming platforms mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. They are now negotiating um, to, to release her entire catalog somewhere. Now, to me, I feel like this is one of those things where you've built a fan base that's been begging for songs for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like they're about to break the bank. That's if they go to title. Right. If they if they sign wow. it, if, if if title has the if title has the pockets, that's a whole nother separate topic. Yeah. But you know, somebody like Apple, somebody like Google, somebody like um um Spotify that wouldn't mind throwing, you know, hundred million dollars. For an exclusive deal, you know, it's all about leverage at this point. Because yeah. that's now what you I was going to. Yeah, yeah, I was going. You, you just said it, man. You said mm -hmm. leverage, exclusivity. Because mm -hmm. with, with with a catalog like that, right? You have to. I mean, her her whoever held her in the state, that's smart. Her uncle, because be, be, that's that's yeah. very smart. You know, mm -hmm. because you know, go ahead, Ron. Just gonna say. Uh, I was got a comment here in in one of the um. Platforms. Freddie Coffee says that he agrees streaming is economically un unsustainable. Create creatively to negate streaming is like throw throwing down a ladder that can get you out of the ditch into the light. Once you're out of the ditch, you don't need the ladder. So well, I want to say, hey, what's up, Kofi? I want to say shout out to the yeah. UK. Yeah, the uh, UK in the house. Shout out to the UK. Shout out to Russia. Shout out to Germany because we yes. we got a got a big footprint over there. Man, it's growing. Uh, Poland, Venezuela. Yeah, uh, Venezuela, man, and and man, it's great. If you're just not joining in in the box, man, we have Deacon Authority on with us. He's a rapper, producer, songwriter, guy, super super talented, very humble. Like we have we have we have guys on here, man, that are that are they're brilliant, you know, and that that genius even, right? And they're just humble. We don't like the prima donnas. If you stuck up, like if I can't send you an email and you can't respond back. I don't right. even want to rock with you, nah. you know. If you know, because if you like that, if I gotta, you know, show you a bank statement or whatever to have a conversation with you, I don't even want to talk to you anyway. So I like, I like brothers like Deacon, super yeah. talented, and there's always yeah, a cast that's brother. super talented. They got way more talent than anybody else. Yes, he does. The down to earth cast, you know. Yes. Those are the cats, man. That's something that you need to learn as an artist. But I'm gonna shut, I'm gonna shut up. No, we, 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 we. I was just talking about that. I was just gonna ask Deacon, what do you think about streaming exclusive deals? Would you ever pick one platform 
to say, okay, even if you didn't enter into with the company, um, you just say, you know what? I'm pulling all our music because I know you roll deep. Um, all, I'm pulling everybody that's affiliated with me, pulling all their music, and we're going to put it on title. And we're just going to do title for two months. What do you think about exclusive deals at this point in your career? It's, it's almost like the way to go. Um, you know, like, if you notice, like, people like Jay-Z and people like, they'll partner with a phone service to get their money because they're right. streaming. So it's almost they're buying the brand. Um, and I'm looking at it like you, it's almost like you licensing your music to one company, you know, as long as you don't lose your control over it or whatever, if you can pull out when you want to and stuff like that, I don't see a problem with it. Like, mm. you know, as long as you stay in control of your music mm -hmm. and my, you know, and pass that down to your estate or whatever, that's the way I look at it. So I wanted to jump in Deacon. I want to ask you, cause I, you know, watching a few videos, man, you got some guys that's with you. They're telling as well. You know, being a music producer, you know, being a songwriter, being an artist, how do you, what's your, what's your, what's your formula to determine whether or not you want to work with an artist and, and share us, share us a couple of life lessons on that, on that plane and bad experiences okay. you had working with artists and how has that changed the way that you think right now, brother? Well, a lot of times, if somebody approaching me like just to do a song, I, most, nine times out of ten, I won't do it. I like to build with people first, uh, relationship-based. Because mm -hmm. uh, my thing is, your name is everything in the music industry. <laughs> oh, Big Los. What's up, Los? Your name is everything. And some people, um, they'll come, like, they'll get with you if you're hot at the time. They won't say nothing to you when you're not hot. <laughs> but then... <laughs> Say if you put out a song and it's fuego, it's hot, right? Then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can see this coming. I can, you know, I, I got a little street in me, so I can see a, like like a side eye in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can tell, and I don't like fakeness around me because um, right. to right. me, music is a lifestyle and it's real. I don't do this for attention. <laughs> I do this because I want to impact, and it's a legacy to me. So I'm not playing. If you approach me, I'm not playing around with it. You know what I'm saying? It's organic. You know what I mean? So right. um, and his question with the music side, um, basically, I go off of the vibe that I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling a certain way, I listen to all different types of music. So if I'm inspired, that's when I go and start, you know, working and, I go off a vibe, and I might hear, I may hear somebody's voice on it, or I may hear a, a keyboardist that I want to bring in. Like, you know, I don't have to do everything. As a producer, that's your job is to to put that vision together. That's why James Brown is one of my favorites. He don't get a uh, credit for being a producer because he know what he knew what to bring in. Right. And, and the, to, so that's that's you know how I roll with it. What kind of what what's your what's your life lesson, a bad experience that you had, you know, as a as a producer in the industry that changed the way that you think now? Well basically you need to know the business side before you do anything. So when I was first starting, um in North Carolina the, the industry is to me, it's not. I thought we had an industry, but it was until I started going out of the state. Then I, I was like, oh, you know. 
So I kind of pulled back because at first people would promise you stuff or if you give me $500, we'll do this and we'll do that. And I'm yeah. like, I'll be like, okay, we're going to see. You know, I would never give, you know. So I got taken advantage of quite a few times financially. Um, or um, maybe they want to beat and um, – or a song or something, and they don't want to put your points on there when they, you know, just all types of stuff like that. So I had to get my paperwork tight. That showed me how to get my paperwork tight and stuff up front and be up front. So, so without calling names or putting situations, <laughs> <out there. laughs> we, we 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 all have those com- those situations. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want I want to I want to touch man what 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 Carlos just said. He said they're instead a new save version of Death Row Records. <laughs> he got a so, nice spot and they roll so, deep. So you know what that means, right? Instead <laughs> of Suge Knight, you're Suge oh. Light. we try to stay in the light you know like a lot of us in the group like a lot of us been through a lot and you know the street side as y'all know y'all probably had you know we we we'll thump if we have to but we're humble like don't let our meekness fool you and um Mm -hmm. we don't want to go there but it cause it's like peter you know what i'm saying like it's like a whole team of peters and you got people recovering oh, addicts. You got people crazy. who've been sh- who've been shot. You got people, you know, grew up with our fathers and had to learn on their own. And you know, it's like all—if you name it—is all in the group. And <clears throat> it was their heart that brought. Our hearts are like genuine. So yeah. So how did, so how did, so how did you determine, man, what artists? Because I know, especially being a producer. Everybody's um, gonna always come to you to get music or want music, especially if you're dope, right? So how do you determine what artists? You know, I understand some people build gonna build with you, but some people build with you just so they can get something from you. But right. how do you determine what artists that you're gonna let come in and let get down? Because I know you just don't got an open door where anybody can just come in. What determines that? Like I said, I build with them with a relationship wise and um like, I just don't jump. A lot of people, they don't ask me to get on songs for whatever reason. They may want a beat or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, so I'm trying to think. It's just like, it just organically happens. It just, it just does. I don't know how to explain it, but, um, it's, it's just like we're just building. All of a sudden, everything just lines up. It's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I don't yeah, force the issue. I don't force the issue. Put it that way. Right, right. So, getting back to to your role as a producer, and uh-huh. whether whether you're creating a beat or whether you are acquiring a beat, and and that you're using for Deacon Authority or whatever. Uh-huh. What 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 is your opinion on sampling? Because uh, here we are now. You know, we're having everybody from Lecrae to Kendrick to Lizzo to to uh, 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 Nicki Minaj, everybody's in court now on copyright infringement and people are using lease beats twice. People Mm -hmm. are recycling beats from old producers um, and Uh, without, without even changing anything on them. What mm -hmm. is your, what is your opinion on sampling and working with uh, 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 outside producers? So sampling and outside producers. Okay. So, Sample-wise, you know, hip-hop, that's how it started. 
So the thing is, sampling is the essence of hip-hop from the DJs and all of that. That's how hip-hop started. You know, they, the DJ would find the, the get-down or whatever in the song, and they would loop it, right? So that's the origin or the essence of hip-hop. But the laws and rules have changed since then. So my thing is you can manipulate the sample to where it's not recognizable uh, or do different things, but you can't just take somebody's work and put it out there and jump on it like that. That I don't agree with that. Um, so, or get permission first, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so on that, I think sampling is hip hop. Um, but some people don't take the time to learn how to make music. So that's all they do is just grab samples and throw it in their program and throw, throw a, um, a trap beat on it or loops and stuff on it. They don't take the time to get better at their craft. So that's all that they can do. It's like laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just. They so happy with just going to that level. You know, some people don't want to. I went to school for it. So I left my job and went to A&T. And um, I went to A&T and I was a vocal major. A lot of people don't know that. I was a, I had to sing in different languages and classical wow. and all that. And then um, I was doing technology, music technology. And I went to NCCU and took, I got my teacher's license at NCCU. And I took all their music industry classes while I was over there to learn mm. the, a lot of the business side. So a lot of people are not going to take that route and or take the classes to get better. So, um, but the, the problem, go ahead. The, the question I want to ask you is, so I'm going to go back to something you said. You said, okay, because it's almost like you get, you, 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 you threw a green light. If you, if you go take that sample, you can, you can disguise that sample Oh yeah, you can manipulate that sample, but what happened? Because Kendrick Lamar just got caught up, you know, and a few other people got caught up. When you chopping the sample and you disguise it, and then because RX, I know you heard of Isotope RX seven, right? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Isotope RX seven allow you to deconstruct an audio wavelength. So uh -huh. even, even though you may mix and match, you deconstruct that. What happens? If you think it's worth it? Instead of just making your music, would you put yourself in that situation? Because a lot of guys don't want to go through. Do you think with the with the way the market is, do you think it's worth the chance to manipulate a sample versus just not using well, it? Well, those guys, they're they're they got a label, they got a machine, so they really don't care probably. You know what I'm saying? Like they got that, they got the lawyers, they got all that behind them. So they'll be like, ah, oh, just throw them a few million, they'll be all right. So, but but at the same time, what was that song? Like the blurred lines. Song? Yeah, blurred lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think they really cared. They they didn't seem like they were too mad about it because that song just it's to this day. They you play that at a wedding or something, they gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ron though. So <laughs> sometimes you'll take that hit because it's gonna be your imprint. If you know it's a hit, Good. you know what I'm saying. This is your. This is gonna be your stamp on that on that genre. Here, so just, here. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I was going. I was going to say though. Herein lies the problem. Uh. -huh. Um, Nicki Minaj's people did that. Nicki Minaj tried to get a sample from Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman said no. 
Nicki, Min <laughs> Nicki Minaj's producers used the sample anyway, leaked wow. the song to DJ Flex. Flex plays it on the radio. And now Tracy Chapman is suing Nicki Minaj. And that particular lawsuit, if, mm -hmm. if she wins, it will be illegal for you to even try out a sample at home. Wow. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And so the, I think it goes back to something that Rico has talked about and Ron touched on. It goes back to artistic laziness. You know, yeah. my, my, my favorite, one of my favorite producers and production teams was the Bomb Squad. Uh, oh, yeah. Public Enemy and a lot mm -hmm. of other stuff. And Hank Shockley, he did an interview one time, and I think he, I think he, he was a, a adjunct professor or a professor somewhere. He said, "Yeah, we sample, we sample all the time. But guess what? If you can tell what sample that is, we deserve right. to get sued." Right, and, right. And, 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 <laughs> and the good. bottom line, and the bottom line, because all of the all of those guys were music, basically music geniuses, and they were um, all they were all trained as musicians. And there's a difference between a trained musician using a sample right. and and someone Good. who doesn't even want to be educated that's just going to yeah. snatch a record. Like me and Rico, Rico was it was a brass player. Okay. I, I I was at Winston Salem State as as a as a swackazoid as a sa saxophone player. My brass was then brass. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Rico. I was on university choir. <laughs> no, but what but what I'm saying about that is is that when you learn music theory, when you learn sight singing, yeah. ear training, when you learn harmony, you know how to sample something without having to put the entire thing in. All I need is a chord progression, and and you know and we're going, uh, we're good. Um, and because you know you can't really copyright a a, a drum hit. You can't really copyright a, progression. a, a, a yeah. snare or a progression. Yeah. I can snatch that and, and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now, now that brings us, because mm. we got producers on here. Yeah. That brings that, that, that bring us to Scalar, Scalar 2, right? Uh, which is a VST plugin. You know, you can load in an audio file and actually pull the chord progressions off. Of pull, pull the chord progressions off. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And, and, and now uh, there's another VST that's out called Hexachords 2, uh, Orb Composer, which is it's an Orb Producer Suite. So pretty much it generates melodies for you. It generates chord progressions. You got oh, uh, you got Captain Plugins, right, that generate progressions, that just generate melodies. You got Melody Sauce that generate melodies, mm. right? So you have all <laughs> these melodies generators Man, Rico right. is leaking the game. Man. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, listen. Hey. But the thing, but I like what Danny said because mm -hmm. I play, I play all brass instruments. I play drums and I play piano. But if I turn around and I hear something, I'm gonna flip it. I may. Yeah, you're not, you not. Know, you don't want to sound I, like nobody else. I may. Right. I may take that progression and play it, but I may make it augmented or suspended. You know, or or, okay. or a, a bridge. I may I may turn around and change the key in the bridge and do something different. Uh, I like what Danny said. When you're a musician and you and you sample something artistically, yeah, it's good that you can disguise it because yeah. nobody can't 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 sue you for a progression. But yeah. you know, I think we overall, man, we got a problem with 
artistic creativity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fruit of Loops have made a lot of people lazy. <laughs> and a lot of people don't take the craft serious. People don't want to learn music theory. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and I would say, well, what happens when all the power shut down and you got a piano sitting over there or a set of drums? Can you still make a record? Yeah. That's, That's true. a good question. That's a That's very true. good question. <laughs> or, or if you have no instruments and all you have is a pen and a, pen and a piece of paper, can you hear it in your head? And it's like, oh, note it out. Yeah, F minor, C minor. I'll mm. do that later. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell in hip hop the producers that have that skill, but a lot of times, but see, hip hop they dumb it down. It's all about right now. I know a lot of uh, people don't understand it, but hip hop right now is about the vibe. It's not really mm -hmm. about the the. You know, when I went to Atlanta the first few times, like in the recent history when trap music started you know, really taking over. And I was like, at first I was like, nah, New York, you know. But once I went down where they were doing it and saw the vibe and the energy and the aggression, their music, it's a lot of aggression in that stuff for a reason. Because mm. you got to look at the circumstances. And and I went and started studying hip-hop, the origin of it and all of that, and learning about the loops. And it was the DJ was the man back in the day. Right. And um, you know, and I look, I listen to you know classical, country, what brought what, you know what I'm saying. So I'm into all of that, and you gotta, as a producer, you gotta put that essence. Like right now, I'm working on a go go song. I'm uh -huh. not just gonna sample. I got an artist up in Maryland, so I got a go go song, and and I gotta incorporate that stuff in there. So it's like you gotta learn the genre. You know what I'm saying? Learn the genre. And then do it, you know. So yeah, it's like it's like it's like producers. One one of the things going back to being artistically lazy, producers don't listen to music anymore. You uh, don't, you know what I mean? You don't like we we talked about record stores that we miss. Yeah, you know that was that was what I did. That was my training, part of my training as a producer. I listened mm -hmm. to a ton of stuff, and mm -hmm. not just hip hop. You know, like you said, country. Right. Every now and then I listen to country, but folk music, um, Zydeco, blues, yeah. especially jazz and blues. And yeah. so that is how you get your acumen that even if you're not a musician, you know, you know, you know what music sounds like. Right. You know, know what a trumpet sounds like. You know what a saxophone sounds like. So I, I know, you know, for, you know, for me, because I listen to all kinds of music back in the day and. Man, one of one of my favorite groups I've been listening to lately that's is pretty much uh it fits the climate right now, Tears for Fears. Man, hey, everybody wants to rule the world. I mean, man, the man, the, man, the music is like, whoa. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. So yeah. Tears for Fears was that business back then. It was, it was. Right. Yep. So 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 what are you so so as producing wise, uh Deacon, what are you producing on, brother? What 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 are you using as far as your dog? What you well, prefer? I love. I've been with Logic ever since the jump. I oh, like Logic. No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my skin didn't freeze. You know I was just the, giving you, know, you the salute. You know all <laughs> the energy cats, man. Lou use Logic. That that are, well, that, are, that Pro Tools is cool. Mm. Why they? It's industry standard because so if you go to any studio, you can still get your session off, right? Mm -hmm. But Logic. 
they it came with sounds. Like back then, I left. Uh, what was that? Um, reasons. <coughs> I started with reasons, mm-hmm. and reasons at the, back then you couldn't record. Right. So I left Reasons and went to Logic, and I've been with Logic ever since. So it has sounds, um, and then you add in stuff like the waves, plugins, and all of this stuff, and then you're good to go, you know? So you use a machine at all, man? Are you using a machine? Are you, um, what are you, how are you tracking your drums? What you, what I, you use, doing for- I use some of the machine sounds, okay. but hmm. I don't use... Um, machine per se? Yeah, because to me, that program was kind of like getting on my nerves. And I, I lost my vibe before I get through all that. You know what I'm saying? So I just, <laughs> I take the sounds and put it into my platform. You know what I'm saying? And just go from there, whatever platforms I'm using. Yeah, so, cause so, I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, like, you know, using Logic, Ultra, Ultra Beat is such a powerful drum machine. Oh, yeah. That, that you know, even the presets... And even the the fact that you can fly your samples in and then uh, assign them to your pads, you know, uh, if you know what you're doing in Logic, man, you don't need a whole lot of anything else. It's it's got me- like a Melodyne in there. It's got all that in there. So, so when you when you so, know I was because so, I was, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, yeah, Ron. Well, I would say so. What makes again again just for all y'all 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 producers? Is it just the um? the um, details in the programs that make the software better or or is it just personal preference we ain't gonna say we ain't gonna say better because better is subjective yeah. you know it's just, yeah. it's, just it's, it's preference go ahead D. yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh he's oh okay with me logic was just functional i could use it faster i could get my thoughts out good i can pull up their strings are pretty good you know a good mm-hmm. starting place and then if I don't like the the basic instruments, I'll bring other stuff in through MIDI or whatever. But to me, functional. If you if you like, if you need to do all the voice pitch corrections, you could do that in there without having to buy auto tune. It's got pitch correction, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got samplers now. Like you don't have to buy all these extra plugins. It's pretty much everything is in there. You know, for you know, for a good budget. You know, a good price. So that's yeah. why I started with it and just built from there. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Um, I started out with Pro Tools LE, and what I found out was that if you have, if you know, you you would spend money. I think I was using Pro Tools Seven, uh, empowered, and you had to have a um a M Audio interface in order to yeah. use it. Yeah. And, and so, and then you worry about your computer speed because if you didn't have uh, 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 Pentium, and a lot of us, you know, if you're mm-hmm. on a shoestring budget trying to get this together, you Pro Tools started pricing stuff out that yeah. you know you really couldn't afford it, and you you're sitting here with with uh, Pro Tools LE, but mm-hmm. the thing with Logic, because mm-hmm. it was made by Apple and you can only use it on a Mac, you can use Logic on a on a du- dual core. Um, uh, uh, laptop and it would always work and everything you needed to do as a producer was already in there so i started i started with pro tools pro tools le the problem when i start man doing vocals mixing vocals i'm having i'm I'm trying to bounce down those tracks you only get in 32 tracks and the problem i had with pro tools was when you spend extra money to expand to the 64 because they wanted you to go to the tdm system 
that's why I ended up going to Studio One. So I'm so I started with Studio One. Of course, I use Reason uh, for for production. I use Machine, but I do everything my mixing and mastering in Studio Personas, Studio One S Five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I because I score music for TV and film, I use Pro Tools. So I'm having to go in there and do Pro Tools. You know, because of course, being able to score and then be able to bounce everything down the video. Mm-hmm. Well, my problem was when I got my last film that I worked on, I, I had some surround sound issues, right? And um, I had I, I was trying to get in and, and learn Logic because Logic out of the box you can score out of Logic. So yeah. that's the thing that I love about Logic, and 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 I bought it. I have it to learn. Because I like the fact that everything is in. It's just not user friendly, unless you know if you're coming from cool Cubase, kind of yeah. sorta, kind of sorta. But you know, coming from Pro Tools to Logic or from S1 to Logic, it's just it's totally different. Yeah. yeah. Your, your, your man Radiant just said in the comments that he started with Acid 2.0. And I'm trying to think. I didn't even realize it was an acid. I didn't even know it was an acid 2.0. Like, whoa, he took that all the hey, way back. Wait, I thought it was. Hey, what about that magic music maker from Best Buy? What do you know about yep. that? <laughs> I had that. Uh, I had uh, that. On, on what y'all know about Cakewalk? Cakewalk, oh, sonar. Yeah, yeah. They're still using that sonar right now, man. Yeah, they, yeah. They're using it. They're yeah. using Cakewalk right now. I, I, I started on Sample 2. Y'all know about that Sample 2. Yeah, Sample 2. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but I think as producers, you kind of get into, and, and like Rico said, it's not just one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just whatever your workflow style is. Gotcha. And, and, and it's really subjective. Some people love Ableton. Some people love Cubase. Some people love Logic. Some people love Pro. Some people love yeah. Studio One. It's really yeah. once you get in behind the, the controls and you start working and you go, ah, I can breathe through this one. Uh, this is normally the one you're gonna rock with, you know, from now on. Uh, right. And it's really, man, you Makes know, and, and just for the record, man, you know, it doesn't really matter what you produce with, as long as you can get out your idea from start to finish. Exactly. You can create your finished product. It really don't matter. I try to say, you know, I try to, I try to use uh, something that that even when they come out with new versions, I don't have to keep learning, have a learning curve over again. Because when you're producing and you're having to stop and relearn a whole another level, right. software, right. and you got projects, you got deadlines, that could be extremely aggravating, you know. Right. But we all, we almost at that time, man, to where we're gonna play this game, man, called ten. Yeah. Right? You know, <laughs> so so this game 10 is that I'm going to ask you 10. I'm going to make 10 statements, either or the whole game. You can't think about what I asked you. You just got to give an answer. Oh, man. Okay. Everybody always say, it's oh, fun. man. <laughs> it's fun. You're it's like no it. right or wrong answer. It's just, it's just, it's just the public is having an opportunity to get a chance to know how your work, how your mind works, and what you like, man. It's all about. It's all about you right now, right? Okay. So, but no thinking. But I'm gonna have Danny hit the hit the bomb. You know, you start thinking. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Two chains of Young Dolph. Two chains. Lecrae or DC Talk. <laughs> Lecrae. <laughs> Herschel Walker or Barry Sanders. 
Barry Sanders, I don't rock with Herschel right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he didn't think on that one. <laughs> uh, all right, 300 bars or real dope courses? I'm a chorus, man. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Both. <laughs> you got to pick one of them. You can't have one. Oh. Damn. I'm going to go with Martin. Martin. Oh, Martin. You just saying that because you got fans, dog. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Martin, I love Martin. He was my favorite coming up. So Okay. <laughs> Master P, Puff. Puff. J. Crum or Gabriel Parker? I don't know them. <laughs> Steak or shrimp? Steak. Rich with no love or poor and popular? I don't care about famous. Uh, rich and no love. <laughs> I don't like attention anyway. I'm a color, yeah. We got a hard thing. MG is a group. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. What's on the horizon for you, brother? What you got coming up, man? Do you you got any new videos dropping, man? What you got musical wise? What's going on, man? What's um, popping? So class, one of the guys, me and class, collab on a song called Spiritual Warfare. We that video is about to drop. Um Judea has a new song. He self-produced it. Um called Kingdom Shell Come. That's coming. Um, me, me and Judea got an album together that's dropping, and um, he's dropping a solo album, and then I'm dropping Mighty God too. We uh -oh. it's quite a bit of project. We got everybody's working, so um, we about to get back on everybody's nerves again. <laughs> so how can so how can everybody find you, bro? Um, it's simple. You could just go. We got a website. Um, MG Music Group NC. Now MG stands for Mighty God. So my, Mighty God Music Group. Or just put in MG Music Group NC um, dot com, and you can get to all our social media. Everything is MG Music Group NC, and um, Instagram across the board. So you can get us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Any last words, man? You want to say before we get out of here, brother? Man, um, thank y'all for having me. Um, and keep doing what y'all doing. Like y'all platforms is educational, and you know, yeah. I when I'm popping in there, I, I get a lot from you guys. And you know, keep up the good work. And thank y'all for having a brother. So glad you're here, bro. Glad, glad you're here. here. Yeah, man. Glad D Ray, here, I, I I'm good. I'm glad that he was here. He he offered a lot of insight on production and. And you know, and and Deacon is just a good good guy. Yeah, and I'm just glad he was here. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, but, hey, but listen, but Joker, Joker's gay on that man. Therefore, records the gospel now, version. Now, oh. look, now, now look, you're gonna have to be careful because Carla's gonna be there messed around and had another t shirt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they call us gospel Wu Tang because we sometimes we be deep. We'll pull up, be like 14 cars or something. So they call us all types of stuff, man. So I don't know. <laughs> man. That's, that's all good. Anything that uh, 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 I run? Yeah, man. Just say proud of you, bro. Um, man, I, I've, I've seen you grow, and, and you are definitely doing it. And I'm going to see you go to the next level. And, bro, hey, hey, man, you already know that I'm here. So, man, but again, man, I'm proud of Same you. Here. 
Same here. Y'all need anything from me? Let me know, man. Y'all let me know. Well, that brings up an interesting thing because Rico already put the the flyer up. You know, we're doing a Madden tournament. Um, yeah, look, looking like it's going to be around October, okay. and so we definitely want you to I see bring the your skills. In the yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Man. You yeah, know, are, are those dolphins in the man? If you're watching right now in another country, man, we want some of your brothers, man, in Germany, UK, you know, Japan, you know, right. Russia, man, you know, Venezuela. You know, if you play, jump on. So it's a great opportunity. The reason we're doing the Madden tournament, man, we want to, we, we, we just want the, the community to come together because we, yeah. we, most music producers, 85, 90%, because Demetrius, Demetrius just went and spent a bag. He actually, man, he ain't got so addicted to video games. You know, <laughs> he, he, he got rid of all his, he, he sold all this stuff and got rid of it. Then turn around, because every time he'll call me, if I'll be on a mix down or something, I'll be playing GTA. And he went out and got, you know, but most 85% or 90% of producers, man, are gamers. You know, yeah. I think that's what we are. So we, we, we're doing the tournament because we want you want to have opportunity to meet some of your brothers and sisters mm -hmm. as well because you got some girl gamers too. Yeah, build and, relationships. Uh, yeah. And build relationships, man, and, and have fun. You know, talk trash, good talk trash, good, you know, good trash talking. We ain't going to have no crazy incident because everything is going to be virtual. Right. And you have to actually take a screenshot of your game oh, at, the, okay. at the winner, you know. And uh, we're gonna have some rules. We're gonna post some rules, man, for it. But we just want to have some fun with everybody because I think when it comes to the music thing, it's so competitive, and everybody's man trying to do their own thing. Uh, yeah. There's not a there's not a lot of there's not a lot of um, unity, and you know we want to be able to establish some unity, man. Yeah. you know, within the community. And that's what we're trying to do with the Mad Man. That's the whole purpose. And it. then Absolutely. even with the money to raise so we want to um, help support a nonprofit organization out there. So, you know, again, it's right. not about us just making money and all, but, you know, we're giving back to the community. Let you know that we do care. All right, Absolutely. so. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and it's very important, man. So hold on before you get off. Hey, listen, man, I appreciate y'all, man, supporting the channel. You had an, had an opportunity. Go check us out on Roku. Check us out on Amazon. Rate us, man. You know, j just drop by and say hi. You can always inbox me, D. Ray, Run, Deacon Authority, man. He's a he's a very humble dude, yeah. and I want to say, man, God bless. Good night. Great. Great.